Come and dream with me. Hello and welcome to What Do You Want to Watch, the Explosion Network's premier media podcast. Every fortnight we get together to talk about movies, TV and online content, with the occasional hot take that causes third degree sunburns. Joining me today, Dylan Blight. Hey, I don't know, the third degree sunburns. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. You just witnessed me work, why that was a thing. Okay, it makes <laughs> sense, don't worry. No, it doesn't right. make sense. It does it all make sense. sense. Yeah, okay. Because this week... Uh, I think most of the internet has been caught up in this uh, Tanacon Shane Dawson documentary series drama that seems to be all over the place. It's, uh, yeah. Do, do you have much of a history with Shane Dawson and Tanner? Shane Dawson, I have been watching on and off since I was in high school. Like, yep. he's OG early YouTuber. So, yes. Yeah. Um, Tanner Monu... Monu you whatever uh she got into a, a bunch of trouble a year or two ago and that's the only time i ever heard of her and then she yep. dived off and i never heard about her again and then she's got she her just, own fandom that yeah, you're not a part of uh, that i'm not a part of at all and she got brought up i remember reading about her when she started the whole fuck vidcon thing because the vidcon circle is something like i mean because that's vidcon started by the 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 Brothers Green, who I'm yep. a, a fan of, uh, that whole nerdum section, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And that's when her name got brought up again. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then that dived off for a couple of months. And then, of course, Tanacon actually happened. And it's been and an interesting you, couple of weeks. If you, <laughs> if you read the news, it was a disaster, pretty much. It was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, possibly the worst. It's been compared to Fire Festival. Which I think is probably not in, not far off the mark, but I don't know how probably a, bit, a little bit convention. cheaper. <laughs> it it is literally like the children tried to run a convention. Is yeah, pretty is. much. Yeah. Yes, it's terrible. So Shane Dawson uh, went was one of the featured content like guests. Yeah, yeah. At the con, of course, it didn't happen. Pretty much, it got cancelled like a couple of eight hours in or something. Yep. I don't know because they couldn't get anybody in everybody was waiting outside in the blaring hot sun with no water or food people were getting third degree sunburns uh people were getting trampled inside it was it was yep. yeah it was a mess <laughs> so shane obviously he felt bad for his fans and that sort of thing so he decided to make this series not not only for his fans but to get to sort of exp- find out what actually happens and because good content it Let's is fair. R- amazing it is like the caliber of the Making a murderer. Well, yeah, well, pretty close. People are chucking it's, that around, and yeah, I'm, I know. Uh, let's yeah. not go that far. No, it is Netflix documentary quality. It's you wouldn't. It's not content you expect to see on YouTube. I would, I would say, say the first two episodes are yes, because it's three parts. The first two are put together half hour length stuff that I still wouldn't say is up there with any of the best stuff on Netflix. But you could argue that it's 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 put together quality wise. And it's half hour in length, so it's episodic in nature that you could be like, oh, it's kind of like an Netflix documentary. Yeah. Sure. The last episode that dropped today, um, as of recording, yes, I would say is not- No. It's basically just a very long interview. Yeah, pretty so, much. And uh, that's all up there. I'm, yeah. I'm not shitting on it. I mean, I've enjoyed watching it all. It's been, it's been great to, yeah. to be on the- I'll be on <laughs> yeah. the 
to be along with the ride. But people saying this is better than making a murder or like all these Netflix shows. I'm like, oh, those people spent like years editing thousands of hours of footage. So like, yeah. let's not let's not. He did it in like a week and a half. Yeah, let's just say he did it like a week and a half. I mean, that's not to take away from. No, it was how- super impressive, riveting yeah. content. Yes. However, I am against the it's as good as <laughs> no, making okay, a murderer yeah. or any highly celebrated uh, de- doco that's on Netflix at the moment. So, uh, so where where do you come down on it? <laughs> Who's at fault? Uh, all right, well, so there's two people to blame if you haven't watched yeah. it, which you should watch it. It's it's, it's it takes you what an hour and a half, maybe an hour and a half, I guess. Yeah, to watch all three episodes, and it, it is good stuff to watch. There's there's parts I wish I could just cut out to show people like my parents that are just funny, but I'm like, you're not going to find it as interesting because you don't have the context and yeah, I don't that know, was but- the other thing that was kind of difficult there wasn't i don't think there was enough context for people who maybe aren't don't. in that circle yeah, yeah, yeah i didn't realize that shane and tanner had like a personal yeah yeah so that a that's, lot of personal that's, history that's point a shane and tanner have a past they, they've collaborated yeah. in videos and they're friends and stuff so straight away when we get to the finale where he's trying to confront her he, he's trying you can tell and he does yeah. say some confronting things to her to be like i think this is kind of your fault to to a degree yeah but at the same time i feel like he would have been a lot more pushy and it would have been a lot more of a better quote-unquote documentary if he hadn't been so close to her like personally if he didn't have conflicted interest yeah, yeah conflicted yeah. interest i mean he tr- he does a very good job yeah. of trying to play the third party between him and the justin bieber wannabe dude uh what's his <laughs> name michael, michael i think yeah yeah um who's the the head of what's it called the good G- times good times yeah, yeah so that's the promotion company that apparently he just runs by himself so if i if having watched the three episodes of shane dawson's thing and having done absolutely no more research outside <laughs> of anything, like most people in the comments, I will put my blame on someone just based off this 90 minutes, and I will say they're both the blame. Yeah, pretty much. There, there's no, it's- like, oh, he did this, she did this. It's like, user both, what, 20, 21, right? I mean, I'm not much... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not older. much older, but I'm... I, 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 when you no, but you're when- smart enough to realise, I can't run a convention. <laughs> Yeah, well, I reckon I could run a explosion fucking- network convention coming. I reckon I could run a convention August. better than these fucking idiots. <laughs> these are like rich, privileged people who have never had to actually work a day in their life, and like this is the kind of thing you, you hear, like your, your grandpa or you know whoever chuckling. You've yeah. never had the day uh, work a day in your life, but these are people who have never had to quote unquote actually work a day in their life. I'm not trying to take away that like what Tanner does isn't. I mean. She works to a degree to do what she does. Sure, that's fine. She gets yeah. up, she does stage shows, that's the whole thing. When I say work, I mean normal kind of job that involves not just being able to do, you know what? Like a normal kind of job that requires a structure and organization and and being able to work amongst other people, this type of thing. Like working in a proper retail job or something along those lines, you know, uh, yeah. which kind of give you these these skills. Uh, and the Michael dude, 21 years old, from all I can tell from what we know from this, is someone who got handed a bunch of money because his parents were rich and went off and did this. You know, who, like he's uh, run- yeah, seems he's to be around- like a agent for YouTubers is what I yeah. gathered. Yeah, so he's running around he owns trying a Segway. to be- Yeah, and he runs a Segway. One of the only people in <laughs> left in the world owns a Segway. <laughs> and he's just trying to run around and be this, this cool dude. But, it, I mean, once again, it's two pr- privileged people 
um, from privileged backgrounds who are running around trying to organize something without the skills, the the brain power. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, these are people who should not be doing this. Okay. And maybe that Michael dude actually has a passion for that. Yeah. Maybe he legit has a passion and wants to like run these types of events and promote people. Maybe that's his dream job inside him. Sure. I'll go for it. You need more practice. Like there's yeah. a, that's a, the simple fact of it. Uh, Tanner should not have been running this stuff. Um, no. you, you see in the footage, she tried asking. It's like, but she tries to pass off as her helping the situation by being, I ask questions. You, you don't, you don't ask a question once and that's your like tick job done. That's not how yeah. running a convention or an event works you follow through you send no, another yeah. one you, you make sure it happens you, you you don't stick your name on a convention and say you're the person that's running this you're the headline act you're the creator of this uh convention and you don't just get to ask a couple of questions be like oh it'll all be handled by this person and walk off because at that point it's like well you're not taking responsibility for your event yeah a police officer just doesn't ask the question and then does no follow-up yeah exactly so yeah. <laughs> They're both to blame. It's interesting content. Yeah. Um, I'm not usually one to jump on the, the YouTube drama stuff because a lot of it, especially when we had like all the Logan Paul stuff and the no. whatever the other Paul fucking one is. Uh, Jake. Jake Paul, yeah. The one who didn't uh, go to Japan. Yeah, and then like we've had all these rap battles lately, which I just roll the my boxing eyes Boxing matches. At. I see all the, I just roll <laughs> my eyes at all this stuff because I'm like, what has become of YouTube? But this stuff was generally interesting because it, Broke yeah. through on like a, a level that actually mattered. I mean, it was a convention where real people paid real money and got fucked in hard, and that's sad. And that's why it's more interesting than just yeah made up fake bullshit drama. Like a lot of it is on YouTube, and it made for an interesting ninety minute saga. Yeah, Shane Johnson. It was. I think the main thing I took away was he uh, he couldn't say no, which was a major problem. He said he said no, we have to, we need more time. No, we can't do this with the show bags. No, we could. We can't do this or that. But he, he was just too concerned with keeping Tanner happy too. Actually. Yeah, it's it's like, is he concerned? It, it's two levels. Concerned to keeping her happy just because he wants to keep the job and concerned to keep her happy because he just wants to be a friend forever kind of thing. Or, yeah. or is she actually, when the camera's aren't on, maybe she's someone who's kind of scary, you know? Like, don't piss her yeah. off, she'll fire you. Something like that. So we don't, you know, seem, she could, seems like- So many unanswered questions as well. Yeah. Oh, well. Like, and the clip at the start of the third episode where they're joking about keeping a bunch of people outside. Yeah. Is it like, is it people, her quote was, people love to be repressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People love that shit. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating content. Uh, I think it's youtube.com slash Shane, I think is the URL. Yeah, Shane or Shane Dawson. Look up Shane Dawson, Tanacon, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, so this week we saw the, con- or last week we saw the conclusion of Westworld. Uh, last week. Last week. Uh, if you haven't been watching Westworld, you should have been because apparently, and you should have been watching, <laughs> <laughs> you should have been watching Bevan World after every episode to, to get Nick and uh, Dylan's uh, thoughts on each episode. Now that the season is complete, what do you, what are your overall impressions? Uh, yeah. It's, look, Westworld's one of the best shows on TV at the moment, full stop. If you haven't watched the first season, like Ash hasn't, you need to go track down a DVD copy. I mean, this is, this has to be your only reason you haven't watched the first season, like, and I can understand. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a HBO show, which means it doesn't go to Netflix. It doesn't go to streaming services. It doesn't, like, it's, HBO shows 
are hard to watch, I guess. They're premium yeah. stuff. Premium content. Got to put your money down for yeah. it, I guess. It's not, it's not easy of, ease of access. But, I mean, if you... I would highly suggest everyone go watch the first season. If you somehow haven't had the big twist uh, part thing of first season spoiled by now, good fucking job. Go watch the first season before you have it, because second season's ended now, so you just get, there's a higher chance of you just getting fucked on the spoilers, I suppose, that are going to come out there. But season two, a lot different to the first season. Still quality TV. Still great for the type of stuff. And me and Nick talk about this a lot on Bevan World. The reason we like this show so much, one of the reasons we like it so much, is every single week after the show, we come to Bevan World and it's just theory, 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 theory. And I've talked about this before on like Pleasure Explosion, Rip, and uh, maybe this show as well. And like even on Bevan World, that I love the age of Netflix screen where some shows like Luke Cage, for example, which recently dropped. I haven't watched it yet, but example. Um, Just these Netflix shows that drop, here's all the episodes, right? You binge them all, your friends finished them, you're on episode two. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I mean, there's a place in the world for these shows, but I still want shows like Westworld to exist in that you watch an episode, you've got a week of a burner, a week to theorize with friends, that type of thing. It's, It's its own thing. I don't want this type of show to ever go away because even back early days of game of thrones i used to go down to my friend's place every single week to watch game of thrones and would basically just do what i do on these after shows when yeah. we talk about game of thrones and whatever else it would be would watch the episode would go sit at the, the dining table and would just just have talk. a couple of drinks or something and just talk for a couple of hours just theorizing about the episode we just watched i mean th- that's what these shows are, are really good for so yeah, I mean, I can't say much about it without spoiling much. I don't think it's as good as the first season. I would highly suggest everyone gets on board. Westworld, if they can, though. It's great. It's one of the greatest shows on TV at the moment. What other shows would you say are in that category? I think it's kind of Westworld and Game of Thrones. I mean, Everyone likes to chuck this Game of Thrones thing out around. Uh, I well, don't maybe not so much now. Yeah, well, no, not even... I remember there was a part in season one where something happened and then... All these headlines I saw, is this Westworld's Ned Stark season one Game of Thrones moment? I'm like, why are you trying to tie it into being, you know, that's just how it works, you know? Is it this, is this the red wedding moment of Westworld? Like, people are just going to do all these, yeah. these types of things. The show is high sci-fi, and especially when we get into season two, it dives way more into that sci-fi element. So, it Game of Thrones is fantasy it is dragons and magic and shit westworld is computer robots it are do they deserve a life are they real or not you know like we've most recently played detroit become human on our ps4s it's it's that level it's blade runner what is life type stuff you know and you're like how does this all make sense when it's set during a set like in a park that's basically set during the western western west what what do you call it the wild west Wild West, yeah, sure. That, yeah, thank you. It, it, how's this all work in a show that's set during the Wild West? It's Well, they, they come out. They show you the people running the show. They dive into characters who are, like, questioning stuff. The first season gets into characters, it's not really a spoiler, but slight spoiler. You know, we get to the stage where it's like characters begin questioning who are AI, who begin questioning their reality. It's like, am I a robot? Am I real? You know, these types of things. Then you got human characters start questioning their reality. Am I a fucking robot? You know, that's the the kind of... Yeah. The, the world of the rally. And the show goes a lot deeper into that 
kind of what's it mean to be human, what's it mean to be alive type stuff. So I don't know what I'd relate it to. I mean, you'd be better relating it to any other one of those. I haven't watched it. What's that show on Netflix? The, like the AI fucking like people live forever. I can't remember the fucking name of it. Expanse. I don't know. One of those ones. The Expanse. No, something, that's... you know, something like that. I don't think it's related anything like Game no. of Thrones. There's though. nothing quite like, so, and I'm sure there's to a smaller extent shows that yeah. people like fan theorize yeah. and pick apart incessantly, but probably nothing to the extent of Westworld at the moment. At the moment? No, I don't think so. Maybe Game of Thrones is on. That's, that's, that's the type of show, but I don't think yep. there's any other show that's been on recently that people fan through. Handmaid's Tale. I know. Um, I know there's podcasts like even SBS in Australia has a Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale um, after show podcast for the, for that yep. show that they've been putting up as the show that season's been airing this year. So, and that's another show that week by week you can kind of theorize that's going to happen as well. But other than that, there's not many of these shows around these days i guess i mean there was no. that period of time where it's like lost was the pinnacle of theorizing Television. week by week <laughs> with your friends that kind yeah. of thing i guess so yeah i don't know it's 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 it's, it's great though you should watch it yeah well on the other end of the spectrum is something that i've been to watch this weekend uh the second of season of glow came out uh if you yeah. don't know it's the adaptation sort of of the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling which was a tv show back in the 80s it is great i love it uh alison brie mark maron and Brittany gilpin are all fantastic this season uh i admit there was an episode where i was on the verge of tears uh and there are some pretty like the only issue i have with the show is sometimes the supporting cast is a bit they fade into the background sometimes like there's one episode where one there's of the characters the, yeah there there's like 12, 15 in the cast. So, yeah. The producer guy, he's pretty much missing for half the season and has a big revelation at the end of the season, which kind of felt unearned, I guess. Um, yeah. And then Alison Bree's love interest disappears for like half the season as well. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's great. There's more wrestling this season. Uh, and there is a, like, they do like a, fake episode of the actual show as one of the episodes oh really like the whole thing yeah. like the whole thing it is bonkers <laughs> it is great <laughs> um my question because i haven't watched it yet it's a, yeah. i'll get to it soon hopefully because i really enjoyed the first season yeah they because i kind of i looked up after the first season the the real life history and there's a documentary too that i would yeah there watching. is a documentary i haven't yeah. seen it yet i think it's on netflix even it is on netflix it was recommended yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i might watch that as well but do they are they veering because in real life, this series only lasted like two years or like, you know, not a long period of time, I don't I think. I assume they're veering, not knowing the history. Yeah. But based on you saying two years, then yes, by the end of the season, they veer from that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna guess that given the popularity of the first season and stuff that... They, the plan is for this to stick around for a little while. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say, yeah, okay, that answers my question. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, really enjoyable. Great performances. And uh, wrestling. What's not to love? Uh, <laughs> what more can you say? What more can I say? Uh, I, something else that I know we've both watched this this past fortnight is uh, Hannah Gadsby's special Nanette. Oh, now, you, you watched just, this? Yes, I did. Oh, uh, I just watched is, this like an hour and a half ago or two yeah. hours ago. <laughs> uh, this was not... Well, you watched the preview for this and you know it's not a basic 
your usual comedy special. Um, it is an amazing piece of, I guess, stand-up technically, but it's a performance piece. Well, it's look, I, gonna, I don't I'm know gonna, how to describe it. It's, it's, I'm going to butt in here for a second. Yeah. There's... I can say, uh, as soon as I finish watching it, I'm like, I'm not going to go looking for it, but I guarantee, I was thinking straight away, I'm guaranteed there's a bunch of articles that are going to try and take away from what this is by saying, it's not proper stand-up because it's not old jokes and some of it's serious. No. But, I mean, did you laugh? Yeah, there were jokes. There was, I mean, there was- She stood up. There was a lot of, I feel like there was a lot of jokes. Yeah. And people are just going to remember that the last 20 maybe minutes or so. 20 minutes, yeah. They're going to stand out and people are going to go, well, that wasn't comedy. But then, then you, you go, well, how about the first 30, 40 minutes before that? That was basically old jokes. And yeah. th- that's kind of why it works so well. It's like the build the build up is there. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's stand up. The best, the best comedy is often serious or like tackling an issue. So, um, yeah. Is this the first time you've seen? No, her? I saw her. Uh, she used to work with uh, Adam Hills on Adam Hills Tonight back in the day on the ABC. So I I was familiar with her, and I, I think I'd seen her on like Good News Week and stuff like that as well. So want to guess why I'm familiar with her? Because she's Tasmanian. Damn right. That, she's I'm next known, door neighbor. <laughs> no, no, she a couple of hours away from where I live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. So I, I've known about her for a while because. You, you kind of do that thing. You, it's like there's a successful comedian. I think the first time I saw her was on like Rove Live or something. Yeah. You know, something early days where she just did a a stand-up thing. And it was, here's Hannah Gatsby from Tasmania. I was like, oh, Tassie? Straight away, like looking up, find out where she's from kind of thing. Because you, you kind of, that's why you're doing the whole, well, she's one of us. One of, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do a little bit of that, so. Um, yeah, and she's always been really funny and all the Adam Hill stuff, um, please like me, bunch of other stuff she was, she was, she's been in Australian stuff, but I'm going to, I'm going to chuck it out there now. And this, you can take this with a grain of salt, as I just said, cause I only watched it a couple hours ago. So you can be like, yeah. Dylan, you're crazy. You need to come back to this in a week's time. You're just, you're, you're riding on a high out of it. I'm going to say it's the best comedy special I've watched in 10 years. I honestly think that is the best, the most, the best. And this is my problem. I I have a good time. I watch a lot. Of, like I, I went for a period when I was in, well, it was just out of high school probably where it's like, you, you not that you just suddenly discover comedy because you know what comedy is, but it's like yeah. you suddenly discover stand-up. And I was devouring stand-up. DVDs. I had watched every single stand-up DVD that I could rent from my local video store. I just watched them all. And then <laughs> I was getting to the period where I was having to... Like, a new one would come in to my local Sanity and I'd pre-order it to buy it. And I'd watched everything else I could buy there. That was just... I was, like, just devouring it. Um, and I grew up and I had, had my favourite comedians, all these sorts of things. And as, as I was growing up, getting into comedy and stuff, early days, I would often say, Ricky Gervais... One of my favorite comedians, top three comedians. I watched his stand-up thing that he released on Netflix uh, a couple months back, or whatever it was. And as far as I'm concerned, it was trash. It was shit house. And uh, this is, I as far as I'm concerned, this whole argument where people are like people are too sensitive, blah, you know, this what do you want to call that argument? Like I've watched the Dave Chappelle ones. They're they're funny to a point. A lot of it, I'm just like, 
this is just a crap joke or it's a reused joke. Like, it's not funny. And people are like, well, everyone's too sensitive this day. As far as I'm concerned, this Hannah Gadsby thing is the the evolution and the kind of point that has to be made of, look, no one's trying to say that you can't say what you want. You can say what you want. Doesn't mean people have to fucking laugh at your jokes anymore. Yeah. And why can't we reach a point where it's like, it's time to evolve, guys. You know, it's trying, it's time to... To, to, to move forward. Like, you can't be saying... Dave Chappelle can't be out there making fucking trans jokes and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's just a joke. Ricky Gervais is out there making trans jokes. Oh, it's just a joke. Like, we get to that stage. Hannah, he watches Hannah Gadsby thing and she literally makes fun of that, you know? Oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> fucking... Makes fun yeah. of all that sort of stuff. She gets up... She, as far as I'm concerned, this comedy special is... I found the first half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever, a lot of her jokes, really funny, really well put together. General, that was general Hannah Gadsby stuff that I'd yeah. seen before. Funny stuff. Her, she has a very dry kind of delivery yeah. style to her comedy that I really, really liked. Then when she gets into that last 20 minutes or whatever it is, she just devours and destroys everything that you know and what you think about stand-up and basically says, fuck you to the system. As far as I'm concerned. She, she says fuck you to everyone. She literally turns, spoilers to the thing, she literally turns into the audience and is like, all right, speak to all the white men now. You know, fuck, like she doesn't say fuck yous, but it's like fuck yous, fuck yous, fuck yous watching. Like she doesn't say this, but it's, yeah. it, thematically she, she tears down and says a lot of stuff that I think is uh, brave to a point, you know, just kind a of. A lot of stuff that needed to be said. A lot of stuff that a lot of people aren't brave enough to say, but needs to be said. She basically says what what needs to be said, and you, you need you need more people out there saying a lot of the stuff that she's saying if you want certain things to change in, in the world today. And her anger is so real um, as you're watching it. It's hard not to like shake a little bit or something, you know, or get like whoa. It, it really hits you because it is. Yeah. She gets so fired up, so angry towards the end of it, like, and rightfully so. There's no like calm the fuck down, lady. It's like er, that last twenty minutes is amazing. As far as I'm concerned, it's ten out of ten. It is ten yeah. out of ten the best stand up thing I've watched in such a long time? It was so refreshing. It wasn't just here's another stand up. I had a few jokes. I laughed. It was I laughed. She said things I hadn't heard before, and I walked away from it thinking and I got into the I had a shower just before and I'm in the shower and I'm just standing there you know chilling whatever relaxing and I'm still just thinking about stuff she's and I mm. don't know like maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll still just be thinking about stuff because I I think it's just yeah really powerful really great thing and if that's what you want to go out on if that's your swan song or for for comedy because uh, if you don't know this is uh, well she says she's she's like I'm, comedy. I'm doing this I'm quitting comedy um, what a way to go out yeah, sure, pretty much with the biggest audience that she'll ever get, <laughs> arguably. I saw her on Seth Meyers the other week. Yeah, she's like promoting. Apparently, yeah, so. this Netflix special is like she's blowing up in America off it. Like, yeah, um, huge. Which is huge. I think ago. the craziest thing is this was like her show that she did for like the festival run. Mm. So like she was doing this, I know three, four nights a week for however many weeks the last couple of years. Yep. That. It's just mental. I mean, <laughs> yep. It's just, yeah, crazy. Very you impressive. Think? You should. Everybody should go watch it. If yeah, you have what, do you, what do you think though? With the how much you, do? <laughs> Could you when I'm like ten out of ten, one of the best things. I, I think you're 
you're a bit overhyped, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think it's so different. I think that like raises it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's difficult to compare this to other comedy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but but you can feel what you want to feel. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Uh, uh, why don't we move on to something else? How about you tell me about the staircase? Oh man, oh man! All right, yeah. the the staircase. This is an interesting one. So it it's a crime drama, uh, mystery, whatever, like a real life doco series. Thirteen episodes on just came out. It dropped on Netflix like two weeks ago or something like that. Recently, anyway. Um, yeah. and I was like, where'd this come from? When I started the first episode, the clarity. And the quality of the video was so bad that I was think I thought my internet was having issues. You know, is it, it, is looked, it running at two forty frame? Something. P? It was. It looked like it was below three sixty p. It looked like it yeah. was below stand dev. And I paused it and I googled the staircase to to find out what the fuck is going on here because it's not a mobile phone unless someone's literally using like a fucking old mobile phone. What what? What it turns out to be is Netflix has got it and released it. They've released it, and the only new content is the last three episodes. The last three okay. episodes are new episodes. The ten episodes prior are old episodes because it is a case from X amount of years ago, and the first eight, first eight, I think, episodes kind of chronicle the original uh, trial period of like the murder and the trial and all sort of thing, which I'll get into in a sec, and then. There's two episodes where they came back in like 2007 after that, when some new stuff happens with the trial. And this was all on BBC, I think. Same person. And then something again happened with the trial in 2017 or 16 something. And that's where the Netflix three episodes released. So, I mean, that's interesting. I'm like, okay. The the case itself is uh, author. Never heard of. Right. Author dude, right. Um, Him and his wife, pretty rich, you know house pool whatever pretty yeah. rich enough anyway R- richer than your average rich person um they're they're out drinking one night sitting by the pool she's like honey i'm gonna go inside he's like no problem i'm gonna finish my drink i'll follow you inside well this is how the story goes the, I, I, whether or not this is how what actually happened is up for debate of course this is what he says uh she heads up inside he I don't know, half an hour to an hour. He doesn't know because he's kind of just relaxing out there, kind of drunk. Um, eventually, he's like, all right, I'll head inside. When he heads inside, she's at the bottom of the staircase, uh, nearly dead. She's like kind of conscious, but maybe not, like barely in and out of it. Blood everywhere, blood pouring out of her head. So he assumes that she's gone up the stairs uh, and she's fallen back and like cracked her head open kind of thing. Yeah. Calls 911, blah, 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 blah. Cops arrive there. They, they automatically are like, this is too much blood for someone to have from just falling down a staircase. This is, like, way too much blood for that scenario. They arrest him next day. What follows is a trial, and I don't want to spoil it because there's twists and turns that, of course, follow. As I kind of just said, they come back to the case years later. So, obviously, stuff stuff happens. Um, yeah. What I think stands out about this particular series that I found mm-hmm. interesting um, compared to other crime doco series that I've watched, be it on Netflix or anywhere else, is that they it is a lot of courtroom drama and straight up just courtroom stuff. Um, most of the time in these series, I find that most docos I've watched, particularly like movies, not not series, they they basically do VO 
um, and they explain what happens in the court and they'll cut between a couple of pieces of footage and be like, this is kind of what happens, blah, blah, blah. Let's get on with the story. Let's interview some people. Let's go, you know, look at the thing. Let's get out of the court because the court is the part that most people are going to find boring because it's just the very dry element of the court. What this has is lots of times where it's like, here's 10, 15 minutes straight of just, this is what's, this is just footage of the court. Like this is what's happening. And, and it's not boring, um, but I would say that separates it from most stuff that I've personally watched before. The, the biased element of the series that people argue is the person that made it was initially rung up and hired by, well, not, I don't know if he was hired or just asked by um, the, the dude who was accused of the murder. So when he okay. went to prison that night, he rang up someone and said, look, being locked up, being accused of murder, I want you to make a documentary about this case. Follow me and my family around. I'm, I don't want the final say on the cut. You know, do, do, like, I don't, I'm not going to try and fuck with you that way. It's your thing, but I want something made because I feel like they're trying to frame me or something along those lines. Okay. And that's where the dude came in and that's how he got access to the family um, and everyone else that's, that's happened. So it's 13 episodes though. Each one ranges from anywhere between 40 something minutes to a bit over an hour. They, they go over the place. Um, so I would suggest it if you, if the, if these types of things interest you, it can be a hard watch at times. Cause especially if you're, you fall on his side, which I personally did. Cause then you're watching this show where it feels like, you know, you're watching, screwed a, over. you're watching someone <laughs> getting fucked by the system basically. <laughs> um, but if you fall on the other side, you, you're like, maybe love it a bit more. So <laughs> yeah. Well, purely from the, from that information, I'd probably side from him because why would you hire somebody to make a documentary about you if you're guilty? Why bring more eyes on you, I guess? You see, I... I <laughs> so, I tweeted something that I... There's a, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's this theory, and this is what I tweeted the other day when I finished watching it. There's this theory that was never brought up in trial that came about after the fact that uh, someone else who wasn't a, a part of the trial theorized, like a, a lawyer was like, this is what I think happened. And he kind of looked into it himself just out of interest. Um, and the theory is called the owl theory because they theorized the owl killed her. And whenever you hear this, you go, that's crazy. An owl can't fucking kill someone. But the theory goes this. She leaves him on the pool, right, down there. Yeah. As she's walking up to a house, barred owl swoops in and attacks her. You go, that's crazy. Owls don't do that. They, there's a thing on the Netflix YouTube channel and on the, the as like as a bonus thing on Netflix as well, like a three, four minute video. They talk to an owl expert. He says, yeah, barred owls do randomly swoop in and attack people. It's it's a known fact that they do that. And the area they lived in has lots of barred owls there. They interview their neighbor who's up the road, you know, X amount of kilometers because big rich houses, they live distances away or whatever. His neighbor that night, Said he had owls up at that place. So there was owls in the area. Theory is, she's walking towards the door, owl swoops in, talons into her head, cuts her open deep. Not doesn't kill her, but like deep cuts, right? Off the talons. Yeah. She automatically rips up, starts, as you would, get the fuck off, you know, kind of thing. To add to this theory, they do find tiny, uh, minuscule owl feathers in her hand or like under her fingernails or something. Like, there, there are owl feathers there. So, if, if you're yeah. like, where's the evidence? There is your 
evidence. There are owl feathers. Wait, you just randomly have owl feathers under your fingernails. No, that's not a thing that happens. So that's interesting. <laughs> then, so the theory goes, she gets inside, she's bleeding, but she's like, oh, fuck, you know, I better get upstairs to the bathroom to, to, give, to look at my wounds or to see how bad it is or something. I don't know, whatever you would be thinking. As she's walking up the staircase, bleeding, then she trips and falls because she's taken medication She's at a like 0.127, you know, some high level of alcohol. And she's obviously just been attacked. She then trips and falls, lands back on her head, knocks herself out, makes the wounds worse, then starts bleeding out heaps from the wounds. And then just from blood loss, because he doesn't come up to like an hour later, dies. Yeah. It's okay. interesting. It's interesting. If you, if, you, if you like these kind of conspiracy, I mean, it's not really a conspiracy theory, but that kind of deep dive Content. into weird theories on stuff. Yeah. Staircase. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you finish off the two things you started watching, but quite, haven't quite finished yet. Uh, American Crime Story, uh, the assassination of Gian Versace, and then Unsolved. Why don't you tell, talk about those two things? Giov- Giovanni Versace. No, Gianni Versace. Versace, yeah, I think. Um it's it's hit or miss that so it's a American Crime Story season two. I loved the first season, which the was the OJ versus the people. The OJ versus the people one that was utterly fantastic. That was a courtroom drama. This season, and that's very much what it was, courtroom drama. I like the idea that each season of this, much like American Horror Story, they're going to change it up a little bit. So yeah. season two, this is more. They follow the serial killer around, or um, or the dude that killed. Versace, who killed other people before him. They follow him around, so it's more of a thriller, I guess, like a thriller drama type thing. Season three, apparently, they're doing like Hurricane Katrina. So I'm like, I don't know how that's an American crime, but. <laughs> 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 but, you know, sure. It's um, here. Who's playing the hurricane? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's playing the hurricane? But yeah, it's, it's, it's well acted. There's some. There's, I, can't, I can't remember the, the kid's name that's playing the, the killer dude, um, but he's like some actor from Glee because. Yeah. The guy who runs these shows gets everyone from Glee. Well, he did. Well, Glee, he so. he made Glee. He so. made Glee, so yeah, it makes sense. Um, and the guy who plays Versace is really good too. Um, but yeah, it, it's fine. Some episodes are hit or miss. They they tell the story backwards, so it basically starts from his murder, and then each each episode goes backwards. So you you get a little more information each time, and you meet characters as they're dying, and then the, you go to the episode that's after, and it's like when they're just when those characters are just meeting. So it can be a bit weird at times, but it's 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 fun. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna see it through to the end e- either way. Okay, and Darren Chris plays Andrew Cunanan, Cunanan or something. Yeah, Cunanan yeah. and and Edgar Ramirez plays Versace. Yeah, he's really good as Versace, and when you see real pictures of Versace. Kind of looks like him too, I think. Um, and Unsolved is... So, this is... Here, it's a Netflix original. I think... I looked it up. It's... In America, it was on a... It was on an actual channel. You know, like a... And this re- released in February or something like that. So, it's a couple months old, but we, we just got it here as a Netflix thing. It's okay. It's better than I thought it would be, honestly. The the reason it grabbed me in, initially was because there's this Johnny Depp movie coming out later in the, yep. in the year called Check out uh, our trailer reacts at explosionnetwork.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, youtube.com/explosionnetwork. Slash slash yeah. Which is called something city or like okay, probably. City of Lies something, something something generic. Yeah. Where he's basically playing this <laughs> It was on okay. USA, by the way. Yeah. USA. It's on USA. Okay. Um 
he's playing this detective guy who was looking into the biggest moles, uh, Marcus Wallace, Notorious B.I.G., whatever you want to fucking call him, uh, murder. And Johnny Depp's character, who he's playing in that movie, is in this TV show. He's one of two characters, main characters in it. And the timeline goes back and forth in the show. So what you have is 1997, eight, like around that period, right after Biggie was murdered. And you have the initial investigation to that happening. And that's where you've got the character that Johnny Depp's going to be playing in it. And then you've got other timeline, which is 2007 or something like that. And you've got, um, fuck, I'm mental blanking on the, the actor's name from um, Love, Simon and uh, that show. Josh with- Dumel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Dumel. Yeah, yeah. For- of Transformers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck off, no. <laughs> um, so he's the, he's the cop in the, 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 the current day, 2007 period, who's looking into the case again since it's unsolved and that trying to solve it. And then amongst these two flashes backwards and forwards, then you also have flashback scenes to Tupac and like Biggie the first time they meet while they're friends, eventually why they become un- not friends anymore. Then, you Un-friends. know, eventually, you know, each one, each of them murders someone and so forth. So you got like three different timelines happening. So it's, it's really good at times. Um, and it's held together by the actors involved not really the writing. The writing is what's kind of letting it down. There are a lot of corny cop lines. Like, you know, better fucking FBI, man. Look, we're going to... Or like corny rap lines or, you know, stuff like that. But it's held together. Justin Miles, a really great actor. The There's another cop in it. I oh, fucking... I need to really have the the thing. So the other guy in it that I really like is the guy who played um, the Shocker in... Spider the recent Spider Man movie. Oh, um, and he's in. He's in Upgrade. In what? Yeah, Upgrade as well. Hold on, I'm just about to and infamously the uh, in the OC he was the main character's brother who got shot, and then I don't the, that the song became a meme. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is the okay. That's not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> who? Yeah, he played. Oh no, I'm thinking of the first Shocker, not the second Shocker. Oh, okay. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, the, the most recent Spider-Man movie, Shocker, the Shocker 2. In the yeah, movie. Shocker 2. But, I mean, the proper one, because everyone, spoilers, dies fast. Um, <laughs> but between him, so you got Josh Jamal, him, they're, they're really great. And then mm. the guy who plays Russell Poole, who's Johnny Depp's character in that movie, Jimmy Simpson, who I really like um, from Westworld. He was in, he's in yeah. Westworld. He's in a bunch he, of stuff that is always interesting to look at watch yeah he's really good also and so you got these kind of three act- i mean there's other great actors in it too but you kind of got these three actors holding together this series that's at times kind of guiding along that like csi kind of <laughs> level of writing but it, it's fine and as as you all know if you know me well enough you know i kind of have an interest in this this era of music and history so as we've mentioned before when we've talked about some of those doco shows on Netflix. So it's interesting. It's not amazing. It's not great. It's, it's good. It's watchable. It's enjoyable. It's more enjoyable if you're into this period, this kind of history, I suppose, is, is the thing. But all the actors involved, because Josh Jamal, I, can't, I quite like. So seeing him in stuff is, is, is cool also. And this is apparently going to be an anthology series if they come back for a second season. So each season will be, you know, another unsolved 
American crime. I suppose they just started their fee- first season with like a big one that would hopefully X- attract triple X ten whatever his name is. <laughs> X X X Tenacion. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Um, I, I think they just started with the Biggie and Tupac Motors first because that's something that they knew would get people to watch. To watch because it's a it's a case. Then they can go into their second season and they can do random murder case that you've never fucking heard of. But they might have the the murder the uh, the murder the viewer base by then. So, <laughs> and the Johnny Depp movie is called City of Lies. So there yes, the, the most generic possible. Movie it title. is yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Shania Twain album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, the last movie I want to talk about that we've been watching is uh, I saw Jurassic World. No, Jurassic Park World's Fallen Kingdom. Uh, and there's a reason I'm leaving it to last because it's kind of... It's, it's, it's not as good as the first one. It's all right. <laughs> Coming from and this, you're, you're t- t- trying to get me to watch this one. And I'm like, I don't really love the first one. So, no, yeah, uh, it's great when it's on the island, but then sh- surprise, they get off the island. Yeah, how long's that? As good. Twenty minutes. Uh, I'd say forty minutes. Oh really? I thought. Oh, maybe before. half an hour. Huh. Half an hour of a two and a half hour movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has none of the wonder or the spectacle of the first one. There's just not enough. In the first one, you had like a wide variety of different dinosaurs that you were seeing for the first time in like mm-hmm. years. This one focuses on the big genetically modified dinosaur that they've yep. designed. And he pretty much takes up the last 30, 40 minutes of the film. Uh, there are, it looks cool. There are some some beautiful shots. Uh, Jay Barona, Barona, I think is the director. Yeah, yeah. There are some cool like lighting tricks and that sort of stuff. But it's it's not as good as the first one. Yeah. And uh, although Chris Pratt does his best. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's, he's super <laughs> charming, super amusing. Um, and then they the have end- this weird twist with the girl. The girl turns out to be something that, She's like, out of nowhere. Dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and then and they've been pushing Jeff Goldblum in this film. And spoiler alert. He's in it for five he, minutes, isn't he? he? He bookends the film. Okay. He's like. A minute and a half at the start and a minute and a half at the end. Okay. So. <laughs> I heard, uh, like, without spoilers, obviously, and I might just look it up for myself one day soon if I don't bother going seeing it, but I heard the ending kind of sets up the third one and people are like, oh, it's like the third one's going to be really interesting. Kind that, of. Yeah. Like, actually, is it something that's actually interesting or is it just setting up another thing that we've kind of seen before? It could be interesting if they do it right. Okay. It depends on how they set it up. Like, apparently Colin Trevorrow is coming back to He's do the third one. He's coming back for the third one because he got fired from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, yeah. It is what it is. It is what someone, it is. As somebody would say. somebody would say. Um... Well, oh, you didn't call me at the before we quickly move on. Heredity is really good. You should go watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you about that. Would you... Would, did you sleep? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I legit, like, let me put it this way. I legit think this is the scariest thing I've watched in a very long time. Now, I've yeah. seen people say, I've seen people say they didn't find it scary at all. They found it boring, etc., etc., etc. I'm going to say that the people who don't find this scary are people who are just too accustomed uh, and used to atypical jump scare movies and can't, that's just what you want. That's just what your body wants. This movie has like one jump scare in it. The movie is scary because 
of the story and the characters and the way it's shot and way the, the way it's put together and the music is fucking phenomenal and the camera work is amazing. This is this is beyond a horror movie. This is just a really fucking great movie as far as I'm concerned. It is. But having said all that, it is also a really hard movie to watch. It is super depressing. It is super down. And I, I saw other people, like, in the comment sections or something I was watching the other day, being like, oh, fuck this movie. It was terrible. Why do I want to go watch a movie and be depressed? Okay. Like, the, I mean, that's your pr- prerogative, but okay. the, it's, it's, it's not the movie's fault that it makes you feel depressed. It is meant to kind of be this dark glooming world this family gets go is kind of goes to shit if you've watched the trials i mean we watched two trailers on youtube.com slash explosion network you can watch our reacts yeah. we did for two trailers i mean so y- you can kind of get from those trailers this movie is about a family who kind of goes to shit and they yeah. do and it's depressing to watch and it's hard to watch and that's kind of where some of the horror comes from because although there are like a couple shots here and there like like one like halfway in the movie and then some stuff like right towards the end that's kind of gory most of the stuff that's actually scary in the movie is just tension and building and what is going on and i just this is and even just the the saying like oh it makes me feel depressed yeah it makes you feel depressed but it's fucking scary at the same time because it's just so off-putting that family's conversation at times like dinner table conversation is just weird to witness you're just like your body does not want to watch it because it just feels odd being it and yeah it's that is also thanks to the fucking amazing acting and tony collette should at least be nominated for a oscar yeah i was gonna ask is this gonna be talked about at the end of the year oh it has to be critic look if they don't look we're halfway through the year so a bunch of movies that could, could come out i can't say that a bunch of stuff can't come out that's better than this you can't say that for certain but at this stage this is one of, if not the best performance I've seen all year, probably. Like, it's Oof. it's up there. Her, like, she is she is something else, <laughs> to put it that way. And the, the, the kid's also really good, and the dad's really good, and the daughter's... I mean, everyone's really good, but yeah. she stands out on a, on a whole another level. I, for a very long time, would say, whenever people ask me what my scariest movie is... I think maybe this will help explain why I find this so scary because it hits on the same sort of level. Whenever people say, what's the scariest movie to you, Dylan? My answer is 1408, which is the Stephen King-based movie where John Cusack goes to this hotel room and kind of gets trapped in there. And he has to... Like, he's a writer and he investigates haunted hotels. And that movie is very psychological scary, very... That type of stuff. Yeah, it, it just got under my skin somehow. That movie, like, it wasn't very jump scary. There is a lot. There's some jump scares in that movie, but most of what got to me was on a psychological level. I'm not like, oh, Halloween scary because the fucking dude is going to come. Alien scary because the you know these are answers people give. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Exorcist. No, this stuff gets under my skin. This movie very much the same. And I'm not afraid to admit, I did the whole like I, I had um. I did the, I pulled my shirt like up above my nose kind of thing at one stage. Like I wouldn't yeah. cover my eyes because I'm like, I'm not quite, I'm not, not quite that extent. I'm not quite at that level, but like out of like a fidgeting kind of state because I was getting so nervous, tense, sort of. Or n- yeah. nervous like while I was watching to do something, I did like legit just pull my shirt like up above my nose and just kind of like sit there like with my face like covering my mouth, like 
fuck this shit so much. <laughs> and whenever we've done the whole thing where we've talked about horror movies and stuff before, it's like, why would you want to watch that? Like, why would you want to put yourself through that? I mean, just, why not? <laughs> Sometimes you watch movies, they make you really fucking excited, like the Avengers and stuff, and you're like, fuck yeah. Sometimes you watch other movies like comedies that make you laugh. That's another emotion. You watch other movies yeah. that make you cry heaps. That's an emotion. Watching a movie like this that makes you feel super depressed, super fucking terrible about life and stuff, th- that is uh, this movie's ability to hit on an emotion. I don't see how that's any different than a movie like Avengers that hits on a certain endorphin and this hits on a, a different yeah, that's- level. I never thought about seeing a movie to make myself feel terrible about the world. Well, I guess. it's not something you want to, but like it is the director's... It's an experience. It's an experience, it's nonetheless. It's a unique experience. It is a unique experience, yeah. And I, you definitely have to be in the right mindset to watch this. You, you know, if, you, if you're like, Sunday afternoon, fuck it, I might hit the movies, probably don't watch this. Or when it comes out on Blu-ray, if you're like, fuck it, I might just chuck it on randomly. You do have to go and it kind of go in knowing this is like a... And luckily it's only like 90 minutes. It isn't... I don't think it's that long, so no. But it's a it's a roller coaster ride, anyway. <laughs> and it's it's up there. It's it, I'm a I'm a week out from seeing it, and I so I do feel like I've had enough time. It's definitely on my short list for top three movies or top five, whatever. It's it's on my short list at the moment for my favorite films of the year so far. All right, let's move into some film, TV stuff, news. <laughs> Uh, big news probably coming out of the week. They're finally going to be making a Halo TV series. Uh, it's going to be on Showtime in America. Uh, show run, show run by Kai Kil- Kyle Killen, uh, with, uh, Rupert White of Rise of the Planet Apps fame, uh, directing multiple episodes and Steven Spielberg's Emblem Television will be producing alongside Showtime and Microsoft Studios. Uh, is there a chance this could actually be good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always a chance it could be good. Yeah. As someone who's not a Halo fan, I don't really know what I'm looking for. But as someone who plays video games, we all know that adaptions don't go well, yep. I suppose, is, is the thing. Maybe the TV format better suits video game storytelling? I don't really know. We haven't had a TV series before. Not that I can think of, no. No. So. Yeah. Well, maybe at least not a high budget thing that I'm I'm aware of. So, time will tell. I think maybe the closest there was like a Street Fighter YouTube series or something. Yeah, it's like an animated it kind thing. Of big deal, so, yeah. yeah, but like on a live action scale, yeah. I guess we haven't had anything. So, time will tell. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have much many thoughts on it. I don't, I don't see any reason to be scared or excited. Um, well, the reason I'm scared is because Halo has had a long history of failure. Infamously, Neil Blomkamp was gonna yeah, is yeah. gonna be his debut film with overlooked by uh, uh, Peter Jackson. Which fell through and, of course, led to him directing District 9 instead. Man, it's a bad decision. <laughs> the other thing people should be, I don't know, maybe kind of concerned about is, Kyle, do you know uh, Kyle Killen's history? The no. sh- new showrunner. No. no. He, direct, he, uh, he created a show called Lone Star. It was critically acclaimed, called one of the best pilots of that season. Cancelled two episodes in. Oh. Uh, he created a show called Wake, critically acclaimed. It is one of my favorite TV trailers ever. Cancelled after one season. <laughs> uh, created a show it. called Mind Games, also very positive reviews, also cancelled after one season. So, he <laughs> doesn't have the greatest track record, although he is, all his stuff is awesome. So, there is well, 
It's 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 a mix up. What are we gonna get? Maybe no. something that is almost guaranteed to get an audience in. It, it, it will work. Yeah. So it's hard, it's tough to say, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> Find it. Maybe this is his one chance. Yeah. You know, finally and breaks through. Yeah. All right. Uh, so DC finally announced sort of what they're gonna be doing with DC Universe. It's pretty much what we speculated. It's pretty much what we speculated. They're going to be showing a lot of DC movie, a lot of the DC movies, a lot of the animated stuff, a lot of their old animated TV shows, and they are going to have comic books attached to the service, but it's not like Unlimited where it's pretty much every single comic ever is going to be curated and sort of, I guess the sort of like the Netflix model where things go in and out. Come and in and out, yeah, yeah. Come and go, so... Uh, other than it only being for the US at the moment, how do you feel about DC Universe? Is it something that you would, I would subscribe, subscribe to? It. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of course, you've got the five yeah. original TV shows on top of that. Well, all right. Let's be, let's be fair. Depending on the price range, I would subscribe to it. Yes, yeah, of course. Is, that's is this 10 bucks? I'd probably they have no. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it, like hypothetical yeah. question. Is it 10 bucks? Yes, I no. subscribe. It has, it'd have to be less than that. That's my maximum, though. Like, okay. that's, that's as high as I would go for what is being given, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it gets... And it, this is, of course, base level day one of the service. And I think with most things like this, it gets better as time goes on. Yes. You know? So, and I think day one, it's a pretty good... You're going to have a couple of new shows on there. You're going to have a bunch of the, 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 the DC classic films, you know... Be that your Christopher Reeve stuff, whatever else, that's going to be on there. Cool, that's great. Yeah. You're going to have the new stuff. Cool. You're going to have the animated films. Yes. You're going to have access to a bunch of comics. Probably, it's basically probably just going to be all Jeff John shit or something like that. Uh, it's <laughs> it talked about in the press release or something. It says Superman's debut in Action Comics 1, Batman's debut in Detective Comics 27, Model ti- modern titles like Jeff Ron's Jim and Jim Lee's Justice League Run and Jim and Pabianti's and Amanda Connor's 2013 Harley Quinn Harley series, Quinn. which yeah, makes so sense. S- stuff to tie into what they've got yeah. happening on the, the thing, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to check out most of the new series that they have coming to a degree. I have thoughts on the Titans show and stuff, mm. but I mean, I at least want to- I, I, I find it very funny that they decided to show more pictures of Robin because that's- <laughs> The yeah. only person that we know looks good in costume. Yes, the rest look <laughs> atrocious. So from what we've what we we've haven't seen. seen finished. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> um, but you yeah, know that's the what. Uh, when's it come to Australia? I don't. I don't know. When does it Do, come here and be triple the price of the American? Does it come to price? Australia? <laughs> we'll, that's we'll find the, it. Does it come to Australia? That's. <laughs> that's. I, I mean, mean, that's question one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or do they license or like? license out the shows to different networks across the world and not release it. Like Hand Handmaid's Handmaiden's Tale is a Hulu Hulu show. Yep. That's showing being shown on SBS here. Yeah. Is that gonna seem thing? I feel sort like this thing? is different because Well, it's more than one show. You know, I, I think the- it's gonna be so difficult because they need to get all the rights back to the of their content uh, everywhere internationally. Well, no, for some of... It's like, sometimes there's stuff on Stan that's on Netflix as well, you know, like... Yeah, I, that's I, true. I, I assume how it works is... I guess it depends on how exclusive they want to yeah, be. Yeah, it's like, does Netflix... Do places have exclusive rights to the films or do they just buy a streaming license? 
you know? Yeah. Like some of these shows that Stan and Netflix have, I just assume they've paid for a streaming license. And some of the other stuff that Netflix has that only Netflix has, insert X film here, they've paid for an exclusive license to stream that. So no one else can to get, get the rights to stream it. So it just depends on how those licensings deals are done for the other stuff. And we don't and can't find out the answers to those questions until DC tell us the answers to those questions. Yeah, until... The beta starts in August, probably. Yeah. I mean, if they want to rent, if they want to be like, all our DC exclusive shows are just going to be Netflix exclusives in Australia, I would just be like, cool. I'm already paying for Netflix. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's that's probably the best outcome, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's see what we'll see. Let's let's move slightly off the sort of the DC train. Uh, Jared Leto has uh, signed on to be in a Morbius film. Now, if you don't know, Morbius is a Spider-Man villain uh, who's like a... He's pretty much a vampire. Uh, this seems to be an interesting career choice, especially because there is definitely a Joker movie currently in the works. Sp- Suicide Squad 2 is getting made. Yep. Uh, is he... Is he... Is is there doubts in the DC universe? DC... Whatever the well, acronym is. I also find the, con- the contract stuff interesting. Like, there's no exclusivity deal there while you're currently working in the... Yeah. While well, you're currently doing a DC project. Oh, well, yeah. I guess it's not technically a Marvel cinematic movie. It's one of those Sony Marvel movies, like yeah. Venom. Is that the 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 asterisk in the... Yeah, I guess so. Oh, maybe they saw the Venom trailer and like, oh, we don't have anything to worry about. It's like, yeah. Look, <laughs> that Venom shit looked as bad as our Suicide Squad movie, guys. Hey, right? I'm like, <laughs> Oh, we don't high five that. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't really care. I, I don't know about this villain. I don't know. All I know is I I like Jared Leto. Yeah, I don't like Suicide Squad. I think he's a great <laughs> actor. He was terrible in Suicide Squad. Given that he's good in anything but comic book movies so far, then all evidence points towards him being terrible in this. Also, we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting that this is the second villain that they're pushing in their, like, I guess, Sinister Six movie spinoff series. I don't know. If, if that still ever happens. If that's still their plan. Uh, mm. I, I guess it could be interesting, but uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. If, yep. if it ever sees the light of day. It is apparently getting directed by Daniel Espinosa, who directed Life. I don't know. The Ryan Reynolds, somebody else. Space movie with the oh yes yes yeah uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Ch- Gyllenhaal that's who yeah yeah yep. so we'll see and apparently it's getting written by the guys behind uh, Lost in Space so interesting just uh, interesting combination of people space. speaking of interesting things yes uh, Jim Carrey got cast in the role of Doctor Robot- Robotnik this week in the Sonic the Hedgehog live action movie. <laughs> this, this is a real story that happened yes. this is a real story that and it's really happening apparently it's this uh the sonic movie has been in the works since i don't know the earliest story i could see was it was uh 2014 it was originally getting made by sony it is now currently being made by paramount so <laughs> it's been pretty much bounced around hollywood i can't imagine this being I 
In my mind, the best thing it could be is like an Alvin and the Chipmunks kids film, I guess, is what they're going for. Because it's meant to be like a CG live action okay. combo thing. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, is- I, I used to watch that like Cheese TV as a kid. The Sonic the Hedgehog series was great. Animated one. So yeah. it's it, I, I know that you can make an interesting, uh, at least toward a, a kid level, uh, story and whatever like series based on Sonic. They've they've proven that that's a, that's a thing that's happened. Whether you can make that into a live action ninety minute movie, I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. The yeah. how you make it cool is you 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 just. You don't try and make it super serious. You don't try and make it super not serious. You just kind of, you, you make, you take the world of Sonic the Hedgehog as serious as it takes itself, you, you know, which is, because if you do the whole movie on the nose and you're like, look, at we're a silly video game movie. Everyone's just kind of watch it and you're going to just yeah. be like, okay, this is too silly. This is, you're just treating the property kind of like it's a joke. And lots of Sonic fans are going to be like, look, it's silly, but we love this franchise and you're taking it as if it's a joke, but to us, we love this franchise. Whereas if you try and make it super serious or something like that Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> <laughs> then you got, you've gone too far over the top branch as well. Can I picture Jim Curry as a big mustache wearing dude in a floating thing in the sky going around, dropping off bad guys for Sonic to, to, to fight? Not yeah. really. No, no, not particularly. Is he going to be CGI? Is he going to be a little makeup? Oh, no. I hope it's makeup with a huge mustache and something. Yeah, huge mustache and a fake uh, bodysuit. I hope so. That's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if Sonic will be like... If it was made in 2014, I guess a fast, super fast character would have been interesting visually. But mm-hmm. since then, we've gotten Flash, both the TV series yeah. and the and in the Justice League movie. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen the Incredibles as well. But he's a Dash hedgehog. But he's a hedgehog, a talking hedgehog. <laughs> we need more blue characters in Hollywood, so we, we haven't had these before. So yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, you, you turn me around. Yeah, there's room for a hedgehog in Hollywood. <laughs> there's room for a hedgehog. Thank you. Okay. Uh, sad news. Uh, apparently, Disney has shut down Disney Toon Studios, one of their smaller studios who did a lot of directed TV movies. Uh. I didn't even in- know they still made direct-to-DVD yeah. animated movies. Uh, most recently, they've been mostly working on, like, the Tinkerbell movies. You've oh, seen those? yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, did the, they also worked on the Planes series of films. Oh, yep. Yep, which... Uh, but, of course, they, <laughs> they did a lot of infamous work back in the 90s. They did the uh, Return of Jafar movie for yep. Aladdin. They did a Goofy movie. Yes! Yes, which is a cult classic, and uh, a lot of different uh, Winnie the Pooh movies, which I'm sure you, yes! you've got a soft spot for, so. Yeah, sad day, I guess. Uh, a lot of people uh, sort of- Why were they shut down? Did they say- off. Like- I don't know. It seems like an interesting- Especially if they've got that streaming service that they're meant to be working on, yeah. why wouldn't you have someone making- B-team making some smaller stuff for that. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I know. That, that's a good point. That's weird. I always thought those Disney, uh, the Tinkerbell ones did well, as far as I was concerned. I would concerned. have thought they would have. I always see them at Woolworths and shit, and little, peop- little kids and buying them and whatever else, so. I know. 
I guess the last one was made in 2015, so... Oh, it's not... up. Apparently they're working on another Planes movie, and that's been canned, so... Oh, well. Not great. Sad rip. day. Yes, rip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of different Star Wars things I want to touch on. Uh, there was rumours that all the spin-offs were uh, being put on the back burner, but... Uh, after that, the look, did not I so strong that fucking shitty story on this this show, or did that happen another week? What did I talk about that shitty story another week? Or was that where did I talk about this? I don't even remember. Nowhere, I don't remember. somewhere. We talked about how it was. I don't know. I can't remember what we talked about last look, time we talked. Let about me it just solo. quickly say before we continue that yeah. story was collider. Look, this is how it works. Collider okay. rumor. Our source says. This, which is not Collider's fault. Many news sites run, our source says this. That's how it kind of works. But that doesn't mean fucking shit, okay? That is not confirmation. That is not the truth of anything. It is, our source says this. And you know the other thing that pissed me off about this story? Is they're cancelling the Obi-Wan and Boba Fett movie. No one fucking announced those movies. You literally cannot cancel shit that hasn't been fucking announced. That is not how... Shit works. You can't be like, well, they cancelled episode 10. Episode <laughs> 10 isn't announced. They cancelled the Obi-Wan movie. Obi-Wan movie is a rumour. They cancelled the Boba Fett movie. Surely that was announced. No, it was a rumour that James Mandegold was chucked onto that. It's a fucking rumour. Yeah. You can't cancel shit that isn't announced. Oh, I had so <laughs> many... These people... Because like, I can ignore it for, for a little bit. And then people just retweeting it constantly. You know, I keep seeing it pop up on Twitter that, that week while it was a, a big story. And I yeah. was just refusing to interact with it because I'm like, can you please just stop hashtag fake news? Stop fucking sharing this story like it's a real thing. The Collider original article, I like Collider. That's fine. The original article, as far as I'm concerned, it's fine They because their story was, our source says this, and you can write a story about something your source says. That is perfectly fine. And then all the other news outlets got around. And then because no one fucking reads anything, and everyone only reads fucking headlines, is spreading it around. It's on the Facebook spread virus of everyone just reading headlines. All these Star Wars films have been cancelled. They never fucking announce them they're not cancelled continue all right, let's, let's get, let's get no that's pretty it. much all i wanted to cover on, on that bit uh also there's a rumor going around that ewan mcgregor is going to be episode nine oh, i haven't heard i haven't heard this rumor What's yeah apparently the, that's apparently he just secretly filmed some part for the next star wars film what they only started filming it like last week or this know. week, or something. It's, it's from it's the story's coming out of the sun, so I don't know how much credibility right, it has. Pass but this shit off. Do, do you think it's a pos- Could it happen? Doesn't make sense. There's no credibility to the story at all. Okay. From the sun, it could it be could setting it up happen? the Obi Wan film? Could Obi Wan be in episode nine? Sure, they have Alan. He's playing the Alan McGuinness. McGuinness, the like, age, yeah, for age. Why was he in Force Awakens if he's not going to be? They, in they make him older. Sure, sure, that if that's what they want to do, they're going to make cool. the fan happy. He's going to be his grandfather. Is that something that I particularly want to see? <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't really make sense. No, I don't think this is going to happen. We saw Yoda in Episode Eight. Spoilers if you've seen Episode, because <laughs> he ca- he came to you, Luke. That made sense. Yeah. If spoilers, sh- Luke isn't going to be in. If and we can have Luke show up to Ray in episode nine as a Force goes. That makes sense. If you have Yoda turn up, she's like, 
Who the fuck is that green midget guy, like, running around small dude right next to you? Like, who is this? Who's this Oompa Loompa motherfucker? Get out of here, you freaky little monster. Get away. And he's like, if Obi-Wan shows up, Has the Force Ghost ever showed themselves to somebody they haven't met before? No. Is it like Coco? You have to have the memory of them. Well, I actually, I mean, in the Clone Wars animated series, Yoda sees like Force ghosts of uh, Sith that he's never met before. I think. Okay. So maybe, but I mean, it doesn't like story-wise. It doesn't make sense. It th- th- this Obi Wan shows up in Episode Nine, just screams fan service bullshit. Get out of here! I don't care. Give me the Obi Wan movie, which isn't announced yet. Just to clarify. Give me that movie. Yep. I'm excited for that. If they want to make that happen. Do I need him in episode nine? No. I don't fucking care about episode nine. Uh, another rumor going around is that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be stepping down. No. As head of LucasArt. Bullshit. Uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah. Can we boil down the facts? Episode nine. Um, episode seven makes trillions of billions of dollars, right? Fantastic yeah. success. Rogue One. Success. Episode eight, success. Like, t- take away the, the critical hate. I'm just talking monetary value. Yeah. Success. Made trillions of billions of dollars. Rogue One made well above its amount of money. Success. Solo makes a, makes, doesn't make the money. Is in that eye of the beholder, money-wise, a failure. Yes. So she's three out of four. Yeah. And they're going to fire her, apparently. Yeah. No. Because it, Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, make it's... sense. It no, literally it doesn't. doesn't make sense. She she is hit 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 one down. Okay, get up, fix the problem. You, you can't literally have hit after hit after hit. Go look at the other movies she's been a producer. Like people are like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. People act like she just showed up randomly one day and came out of fucking nowhere, and she doesn't deserve to be running this business. She was around with George Lucas and Spielberg. She worked her way up through the, inter- the industry. She has been around those two, grown up around through the movie industry. She's been a producer, executive producer, co-producer. You know, these whatever. She's been involved with the making of many successful films with Lucas and Spielberg. She's been involved of the making of some of their movies that are fucking flops and other people's movies that are flops she not everyone's a hit you know so and, and as far as i'm concerned she's deserves to be where she is and people who are acting like she deserves to be fired or should be fired are the man babies on the internet and people running these stories about her going to be fired because she had one movie not make enough is out of crap and go write something else fucking trash and there might be some look Playing devil's advocate, she did admittedly hire Josh Trank, Chris Lawton, uh Miller, and Colin Trevorrow, who all didn't make films. And then she was brave and enough to fire and, them all. Yeah, and cost millions of dollars in reshoots and that sort of stuff. Uh, it seems like the big thing that is pushing this story is apparently she's not involved creatively with uh, John Favreau's TV series or the uh, Game of Thrones guys' movies or Ryan Johns' new trilogy. But maybe that's just how she is. She doesn't want to. Well, she's just involved. Want to the let main, them do the their thing? Trilogy, the movie. Like, yeah. Ryan Johnson's over there. Apparently, Ryan Johnson at the moment is writing his trilogy. Apparently, like that's what he's doing, right? Or at least the first film. He's over there doing that. John Favreau's out here. Apparently, already banged out six out of ten scripts or whatever he's up to, flying them out the gate, and they're about to start filming episode 
uh, nine, or they just started filming episode nine, and you've got the Benahoff and Wise off in the corner working on scripts for her stuff, um, for their show. So where is she going to be in in amongst these four circles? She's going to go over and focus on making sure episode nine is good. And creatively, as far as I'm aware, she doesn't have much input on the story. You know? Yeah. That's not her job. Her her job is to take a hot... Like, when they're like, oh, she fired people from it and fixed it. She fired um, Chris, and, Chris and Lord Miller off Solo after other people probably complained. And she came in and did her job, which was to look at what it was, have other people go over their problems with the production... Um, including uh, the writer, which was uh, Lawrence Kasdan, you know, that's from what we can gather behind the scenes, he had problems. So he calls up Kathleen Kennedy, comes in, has meetings, explains the issues. She goes over the footage, talks with a bunch of other people, eventually decides, you know what, what do you think we should do? Okay, we'll, we'll get someone come out, come in. That is, I mean, that's her job. That's what she, yeah. she's supposed to be doing. Cre- creative decision-wise, I don't think she has fucking squat to say creatively really that's not her job no <laughs> no i don't i think this is just fanboys i'm fucking making... I'm sick of them ash i'm sick of them well let's just let's hit on the last one. Oh my god this, it is my favorite because oh it's god. it's batshit crazy apparently there is a push to make a group of fans want to remake the last jedi oh uh, why are we talking <laughs> about this shit <laughs> And apparently they've got investors who are going to invest $200 million plus if they can just have a meeting with Disney to give them the rights to remake this film. Is this the most ridiculous thing you've seen on the internet in a while? It is. the. I mean, look, it's a bunch of lies because none of it, that's not how anything works, right? It's a bunch yep. of lies, and p- most of the people I saw tweeting about it, including, like, Seth Rogen and shit, who was yeah. having, like, this very nice back and forth, like, just kind of <laughs> be like, nothing you're saying makes any sense, and I could tell he's just at high, uh, home high, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, having a having a bowl with the whole situation, because it is out of nonsense. Everyone just keeps interacting with it, but then at the same time, you've got these people, like, tweeting at the account, being like, fuck yeah, man, that movie's trash, I'm on your side, and you can tell whoever's running this account, the 15-year-old or whatever, you know, kid at home, that's interacting with the account is like, yeah, look, I'm fucking... Fuck off, Daisy Ridley, so hot. Fucking... She had a bikini on in the movie, though. Like, Luke Skywalker, yeah. Fuck off. Like, it's... Let's boil it down to the real simple reason this is shit. And it doesn't make any sense. It's not how stuff works. Someone doesn't say to you, I will give you... Here's a billion dollars. Now go get permission to make the thing. That is not how stuff no. works. Full stop. End of argument. Move on. That is the full. That is just rubbish. Yeah. And people it's- are interacting. People are writing stories about this like it's a true fucking thing. And I know people are writing about it because it's clickbaity and people will click on it and whatever else. Sure, that's your that's that's the way you want to go for your life. That's the way you want to do things. But look. You're making a story out of nothing. And as far as I'm concerned, this is like a fucking 15-year-old kid at home jerking off into his sock, having a good old time on his phone on Twitter. Yep. Well, apparently you can pledge on the site to add to their funds. It is currently at $398 million. I don't know. (laughs) So It doesn't matter if he had a billion dollars. They would not give him the rights. Is that as simple as that? Disney is... There's no way that Disney is going to give you the rights. No. End of story. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. And I know you'd get worked up about it. Uh, Fuck but let's, let's finish on a more positive note. Uh, it was announced earlier in the week that Netflix has ordered a martial arts series called Wu Assassin, starring your favorite martial artist star, Iko Uwas. As Uwais, I think. Uwais. I should have looked it up. Uh, You're at as- diversity, Ash. Get it right. <laughs> He's going to be a star producer and a stunt coordinator. Uh, it's being written by John Worth, who uh, has worked on Terminator, The Sarah Chron- Chronicles, Underrated Falling Show. Skies, and Hell on Wheels, I think. And uh, uh, directed yep. by Stephen Fung, who did a bunch of martial arts films. It's going to be an action-packed crime drama set in San Francisco's Chinatown. Uh, Iko Wise plays Kai Jin. An aspiring chef who has become the latest and last <laughs> Wu assassin, chosen to round up the powers of the ancient triad and restore balance once again. Yeah, let's look. You, you tagged me in the story on Twitter the other day. I read it, said cool, like people involved in it. Plot synopsis sounds like absolutely gibberish, but look, a lot of the time, some of my favorite, most like this century martial arts movies absolutely have bonkers plots. Let me let me let, get up an example of one of my standouts while while we talk. But will it be I good? Mean, time will tell. Time will. He's he's a busy man at the moment. He's got that Mile Twenty Two movie coming out. Apparently, that's going to a sequel already. Which one? So yeah. yeah, well, it's in the works. Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's gonna, they just knock them get out. Ahead. Like, yeah. They those two literally do just knock them out. Apparently, they yeah. just knock out like three movies every fucking year. It's crazy. Um, so, have you heard of the movie Ong Back? Yes, I have. When the head of a st- statue, when the head of a statue sacred to a village is stolen, a young martial artist goes to the big city and finds himself taking on the underworld to survive it. That's so not ta- too crazy. I I swear in my I swear it was crazy in the one I read. Maybe the Australian one was a little bit different. Hold on, Ong Back Two. <laughs> that the, yeah, sequel's got to be crazier. It's not. I'm, I'm let down. Maybe the back of the DVD box is like <laughs> what's crazy. I'm, I'm being let down by these Ongback IMDb descriptions. Ongback 3 picks up where Ongback 2 had left off. Time is captured. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Time is captured and almost beaten to death before he's saved and brought back to the Cane Cone villages. Then he is taught meditation and how to deal with his karma. But very soon, his arch rival returns, challenging Tyne to the final duel. I mean, my point was going to be most of the time martial arts movies plots are just sound silly because yeah. f- throughout history the plot has been kind of second to the excuse to have people fight fight it yeah yeah so that's fine I mean I, I, I'm intrigued because I like as we said I, li- I like people involved like you AS I'll watch it don't care watch it coming to Netflix 2019 I think is it 20 20- yeah, I think it's. I think it's twenty nineteen. Yeah, starts production in August. Surely it'll be out next year. Hope All right, Dylan, what did we end up watching this week? A robot and Frank. Dad, you're right in the middle of the road. Look at this place. This is gross. You have a problem. I brought you something. Hi, Frank. You have got to be kidding me. That thing is going to murder me in my sleep. Somebody's going to murder you in your sleep. 
or Frank and Robot? I don't. <laughs> it is Robot and Frank. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember which. I, I, I keep struggling to remember which combination it is. But combination yes. it is. Robot gets top billing. Uh, starring uh, Frank Lige- uh, Frank Lagella? Yeah, uh, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Man. Susan Sarandon, Mark, yeah. uh, Liv Tyler, and uh, James Marsden. Yep. Who also is cast in the Sonic and the Hedgehog movie. Uh, and uh, in Westworld. He's also in Westworld. What a connect. <laughs> he's, he's in everything this week. Uh, uh, so it's a film set in the near future. An ex-jewel thief receives a gift from his son, a robot butler programmed to look after him. But soon the two companions try their luck as a heist team. Um, I picked the movie this week. I remember seeing the trailer for this back in... 2012 i think it was like yeah, i think i have uh, seen the trailer years ago too but never watched it yeah i think it was meant to be at the brisbane international film festival i thought maybe i'll go see it and never got around to oh. it yeah i don't know how much of a release it got here in australia but uh, before we get too far into this let's uh get a word from uh our good friend nicholas Pryor with his hashtag nick's been review Robot and Frank, this heartfelt story of a man battling with dementia really got me invested and pulled my heartstrings. Some good comedy to be found. The main cast were mostly fantastic. However, Liv Tyler and the supporting cast were less than stellar. 8 out of 10, hashtag Nick's mini review. Uh, Is that sentiment something you'd agree with? No. No. Not at all. I found it boring. I thought it was... It, it didn't feel earned. I found the main character shit. I, I didn't. It's just boring. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel sorry for him. I didn't feel sorry for his family. I didn't. I didn't find the robot interesting or charming or cute or anything that would kind of drag that car along. I didn't find the Susan Sarandon romance interesting at all. Uh, overall, just thought it was a sub-average. With moments, that had, it had a couple moments that were legitimately funny, sure. But other than that, yeah. I felt like a movie full of a bunch of ideas, not executed very well. I think that's more... I lean towards you more than I do, probably, Nick. I feel like I wasn't loving the film, watching it. Uh, I, I, like it was only hard, 90 it's, minutes, it's, I'll tell you. It is hard to say this, but it's hard to connect with the character with uh, memory issues, I think. Because you're not sure if he's if it's the men- his memory or he's just fucking with people. Yeah, well, that's the I only think. thing. At t- it's because the ca- like the character, as far as I, by the end of the movie, I di- wasn't like, oh, this was a good guy, right? Because they yeah. try and they, they try and play off the character as well, he's, he's a good guy at heart. He's got he's have he's growing old. He just misses the old days of robbing, like when yeah. he used to be a jewel thief. Like that's our premise, and by premise, you can make an interesting movie with that and have. I don't know if it's... I, I don't want to put the blame straight on Langella. But I feel like he was miscast. I feel like if you want to have that role and you need someone who the audience is just going to love more, who straight away has a bit more charm or, yeah. or something to bring that character to make you like them. Because I didn't like the character. And then as you was just saying, when we got to points where he would say stuff and I'm like, is that his fucking memory? Or is he just fucking with us because he's a dick? <laughs> yeah, like the the constantly going about the diner. Yeah, but like, is that yeah. true or is he just a dick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a. But there are there's some nice moments. I mean, 
how do you feel about okay spoilers obviously every time we pretty much well, just I jump mean, straight into spoilers spoilers for now thank you for joining us uh yeah if you're listening well yeah see you next time bye-bye <laughs> i did not get the susan sarandon reveal that it's his wife all along what do you mean you didn't get it as i didn't mean? feel any i didn't it didn't make sense uh <laughs> why wouldn't you say something before that and i, I it just came out of nowhere it made sense to me, like story-wise, I, I got it. As in, he just forgets her. So, and maybe like something happened. Like, like I, I kind of get it. I, I, in hindsight, it's like I guess he went to prison or something, and yeah. then when he came out, he'd forgotten her. Yeah, is I guess what, how they explain I it. I think but. so. Yes, but yeah, I, I when that moment, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't see that coming. Cool reveal, I guess. But emotionally, am I supposed to be? sad now or like I, I had no investment no nothing so the reveal no. i wasn't like oh my god no. shocking yeah. or something so no i got nothing out of it as well so uh, yeah. and also i think the police were a bit heavy-handed why did they have a warrant <laughs> yeah that too like there's no like, <laughs> as far, like i i know american law systems different per like state and other things at times but as far as i'm aware you need probable cause or like evidence or something and like you yeah. can be like but they found the the, the, the stuff in the soap, back of the car but like, they didn't you they... still need to go to a judge and get the warrant yeah well i guess technically <laughs> they invited he invited them in but yeah okay yeah but uh, they couldn't just go to his robot and start when nit- when nitpicking shit at this point but yeah it's not the it's not the worst thing we've watched no on this show so far um it's not the best thing we've watched. It's not something yeah. I'd recommend to watch. And it's not something I'd watch again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it just kind of is. It, it, it is literally one of those movies that it, you watch it and you're like, okay, that was 90 minutes yeah. and move on with my life. I got absolutely nothing from that. I didn't get super angry about it. I don't think it was super terrible. But at the same time, I don't think there was anything good about it. There's nothing that stands out as interesting story-wise, thematically, yeah. and none it just of that works. Ended as well, it just, yeah. And it just ends, like- yeah, yeah. And like the, the reveal at the end is like, oh, the guard. That's like that's where he hid the jewels after he crushed them up, or like whatever. That's like the big yeah. twist, I suppose. Okay, I don't like whatever. Okay, it is literally sometimes you watch movies that are so meh that that yeah. is the best description for them, and I feel like that is my description for this movie. Meh. Yeah. came and went. Robot and Frank. Yeah, I guess that's kind of where we're going to have to leave it. Five out I, of I, ten. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair score. Maybe a six. It, there, there's some cool shots, I think. I I think. I can't remember any off the top you of my head. You can give it a six. I, I enjoyed the... I, I like the robot design as well. Okay. This and the, the, the countdown design. joke, that worked. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Like, I mean, most of the funny stuff was from him. Or the- yeah. Voiced by Peter Skarsgård, apparently. Don't push me. Don't molest me. Don't Skarsgård. molest me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the two robots talking at the dinner party. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's some funny stuff. But. Yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some moments. Uh, well, this has been What Do You Want to Watch? Uh, you can find it every fortnight at explosionnetwork.com. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you on Twitter and more importantly on track.tv? Viva Ladil, V-I-V-A-L-A 
D-I-L, Twitters, tracks. Tracks, it's like slash user slash something. But you just search for me. I believe it comes yeah, up. Yeah, search. It. You know, look yeah. at show description. It's there too. Tweet at track. Say you should listen to What Do You Want to Watch? They yeah. talk about you a lot. Every yeah. episode. Every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you can let us know that we're on Twitter at Explosion Pod. Uh, if you want to see all our review discussions, we haven't done one in a while. We might be doing one for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm just going to chuck it out there. Put it out in the universe. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it live at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network or later at youtube.com slash Explosion Network where you can also find all our reacts to different trailers, including ones with, especially ones with generic names. <laughs> uh, you can find all our other content at explosionnetwork.com, including our reviews, uh, game reviews, other podcasts like uh, Top 5, which just ended, Pleasure Explosion, which also just ended. <laughs> we have no uh, Bevan, <laughs> Bevan World. Oh, God, that also just, ended. Just Do ended. <laughs> if you've got any ideas for any new shows, Send us an email at mail at explosionnetwork.com. And then when we have that new show, leave an iTunes review or leave one for this show because that helps to get the show recognized. Leave it for the one that exists at the moment. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess until next time, keep watching stuff, I guess. I guess. Beatwalks your way over to early late nights. Every Tuesday and Friday, you can join Kieran March and live on twitch.tv slash. Explosion Network from 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Karen will be there breaking down the latest in gaming news, esports, and his thoughts on the latest releases. Join him live on Twitch and chat along or chuck some questions his way and stick around after the show as he plays some games for you. If you can't watch live, you can find Early Late Nights on YouTube.com slash Explosion Network and podcasting services, including iTunes, the following day. In case you missed it, Australia now is Amazon Prime, so if you're thinking about subscribing just for the free shipping or any of the other offers they offer, you do indeed get a free Prime subscription to use on Twitch with your subscription. So if you'd like to chuck it our way, we'd appreciate the extra buck. But if not, at least chuck that at someone. You might as well use it. You've got it. Flaunt it if you've got it. Got it. Flaunt, flaunt it if you've got it. Bye,